Best-selling author Adam Grant is a top-rated professor of organizational psychology at Wharton in Pennsylvania. In a New York Times Sunday Review article, he wrote, Unless you're Oprah, be yourself is terrible advice. Now, I'm not sure how Oprah became the single gold standard for all other humans, but that oddity aside, was Grant on to something with his chastisement of the authenticity pop psychology movement that's been slowly taking over American culture since the 90s? Readers of the Times basically hated Grant's conclusion. They mostly believe that authenticity is the new great American virtue. Just be yourself. Just do you. In an article for Psychology Today, Dr. Pamela Paresky also took aim at Grant's conclusions. Her spin was that there is, quote, a kind of authenticity toward which we could all strive, the kind of authenticity that entails choosing to be the you that you envision being. So be authentic to your vision of who you want to be. Okay, fine. Not the same for most common sense kind of people, but I get what she's trying to achieve. Anyway, then Paresky makes two statements that, from a better mind, better life perspective, are really important. She says, number one, we have no idea what we mean when we talk about a, quote, true self. And number two, it is currently estimated that between 40 to 60 percent of personality is biologically based. And that's where, as far as I can tell, the Bible takes a unique position that I don't think either of these esteemed individuals may have thought about, even though they both brush up against it. Oh, and theologically speaking, the two statements from Paresky are really just two sides of one coin. Concerning this idea of the true self, I thoroughly addressed that in episode 68 about the Enneagram. True self is an ongoing and troublesome theme in that pseudo-scientific model. Scripture says our authentic self is totally and completely depraved. Psalm 51.5 says, quote, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 5.12 says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all all men, because all sinned. First John 1.8 says, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Now, I could go on, but I think you get the picture. Listen to episode 68 for the full analysis. So, where does this depravity come from? Well, it comes from our biology. If you have doubts about this, just read Romans 7, especially verses 14 through 25. Paul lays it out. And since As Paresky points out, 40 to 60% of personality is biologically based, she says, then it just makes sense that roughly half of our true personality is driven by my flesh and the law of sin, as the Apostle Paul would put it. So, still think being your true, authentic self is a great idea? And that brings me to my real point of this short episode. This idea of an essentially good nature in every human, an idea that the Bible completely obliterates, has crept its way into the church. The most popular and palatable version of this is to say that we are all made in the image of God. We are all image bearers. Now, stay with me here because 
What I'm about to say will only feel controversial for a minute or so. To say that we are all image bearers just isn't quite theologically accurate. Now, it should be true, it should be accurate, but it isn't. And here's what I mean by that. Adam and Eve, as the very first representatives of humanity, were created in the image of God. They were image bearers. But, and this is critically important from a theological perspective, they lost their status as image bearers at the fall. When they disobeyed God, they exchanged their status as image bearers to become the first human sin bearers. And as Paul states so clearly in Romans 5, every human to follow also became a sin bearer by birth. Not since the fall has a single human ever been born an image bearer. Wait, no, that's wrong. There was one, Christ the Lord. He was born an image bearer. He lived a perfect, sinless, image-bearing life and died on the cross in our place in order to take away our sin-bearing nature. We are born sin-bearers. We have to put off that sin nature. And as Paul says in Romans 13, 14, quote, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires, end quote. Put on Christ, the one true image bearer. If Christ is your Lord and Savior, you were designed to be an image bearer. Paul even says in Romans 8.29 that you were, quote, predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, end quote. So Christ came and bore our sins through his sinless life, death on the cross, and ultimately his resurrection. The one benefit of Easter that few people ever really talk about and I think a growing number of people don't even want to admit is true, is that Easter is what makes it possible for us to become what we were destined to become, image bearers. But without Christ, we are not image bearers. Christ made that possible through the beautiful, glorious reality of Easter for us to finally become image bearers, to finally cast off our natural, sin-bearing, true, authentic self. And from a biblical perspective, we don't need to discover or be or do our authentic self, which is sinful. We need to exchange it for a new self in Christ. It's only through Christ that image bearer status can ever be fully restored. Now, if you'd like to receive the full transcript of this and every episode for free, you can sign up today at ericwilbanks.com or shoot me an email to eric at ericwilbanks.com and I'll send you the transcript every single time I release a new episode. I don't spam and I will certainly never, ever share or sell your email address. Until next time, remember, a better mind always leads to a better life.